However, medical delays have left the 45-year-old with the penis attached to his forearm for the last four years. Oh, thank God you said forearm and not forehead. <laughs> Jeez, my brain was moving a mile a minute on that one. I was like, Worst Whoa, okay. unicorn ever. <laughs> until, until he's uh, aroused, then best unicorn ever. <laughs> Whoa! Episode 385. It's a podcast. With a guy and a guy and a guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And that other one who's saying good lord. Into the microphone is Hello, Dee Dee. One, two, three. Andy. Welcome back. Thank you. Zoomer, a zoomer, and a zoomer today. Zoom, zoom, zoom. We were just talking about one and a half Mazdas. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Hi, Andy. Good. Afternoon, I should say. Mazda doesn't do the the zoom zoom anymore, do they? No, they don't. The little kid wasn't cute anymore. He grew up and got a bunch of face tattoos and piercings, and that's right. Got addicted to drugs and looks like a the little kid from Family Ties now. That's right. Ryan Bonsall. Yeah, look up his mugshot. Um. So, Andy, last week, uh, <laughs> we were talking about cysts Jeez. and granulomas. Stiffs? and Cysts and granulomas cysts. and wisdom teeth and scales and skin tags and all kinds of interesting oh. things that grow on your body or you have to have removed from your body. And so Super. We wanted okay. you to tell us your cyst story. My cyst story. It could be any of those things, though. Any things kind that of... have been removed from my body. Yeah. That that like just grew on you because you're 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 middle aged and middle aged people have oh, things well, none, grow on none them. from being none from being middle aged. Um, we do have a you know sort of a history in the family of uh, bad moles. I've had a number of moles taken off over the years. Moles count. And then I've had all mole, 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 four mole. <laughs> sides, so both sides of both big toes, um, ingrowns removed. Oh, that's right. You've met, they, you mentioned they take that the ingrowns out, and then they they drip acid at the oh. base of the nail, so that that part doesn't grow back. At the very the very end. Both of my so both of my big of toenails nail. are kind of look a little Skinnier. little bit on the skinny side. But now you uh, you don't have um, that problem anymore. You Never. lace up your shoes nice and tight and go running, you know, a marathon sure. and no issues. Sure. I, I, I solved my uh, ingrown toenails by buying um, wider shoes. Oh, this was this had started back <laughs> in when I was in high school and I had the problem and it sort of was an yours, ongoing. Yeah, like... your, your sounds like it was a lot worse than mine was. Yeah. Mine was that my, um, my, you know, just speaking of things that happen to you when you get older, you, you know, your, your, I don't know if your feet actually grow or if they just kind of flatten out and like you know but uh yeah my shoe size keeps going up very very slowly 
I've gone up like a whole size since I was a teenager. Oh, <laughs> I, I've, I, there used to be some brands of shoes that I could go as small as a 12 and some that would be as large as a 14, depending on the brand. Now everything, nothing is a 12 anymore. It's always a 13 or more. Wow. Andy's a big boy. Uh, on my shoes, big feet. <laughs> You know what they say about guys with big feet? That's right. They wear big shoes. That's right. They stretch out socks. I, it always aggravates the shit out of me because you go to, um, you go to wherever. It doesn't matter. You go, you know, Target or Kohl's or any bullshit like that, and they sell all their shoes, and they have upwards of maybe size 13s in some cases. But they only ever sell, not ever, but 99% of their inventory of socks is eight to twelves yeah finding oversized socks extended size socks is such a pain in the ass extended size you gotta you yeah. gotta and they, buy them on the internet right well and that's you know i get so frustrated because you have all these big box retailers and whatnot saying where's he getting tired of everybody buying everything online wah, wah, wah. It's like, then f-ing carry it in your store <laughs> <laughs> jesus i mean f-ing, i can't buy it from you if you don't have it you dipshits <laughs> I don't go into an empty, go into your store and see a fucking empty row of stuff and think, oh, well, I guess I'll just sit here and wait. F*** you, I'm going to go to Amazon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there a running count? I guess. <laughs> We're up to eight bleeps, I believe. It, it's it's fine when they're, when five they're all comp- the show. compressed into a, a short a short uh, space of time. That's short little burst. Copy, okay. paste, paste, paste. You hit paste, a nerve. Paste. You hit a nerve, Mike. I guess. Oh, it's just so aggravating. It's so aggravating not being of of having to find this stuff. And then, well, you know, we only have so much room. It's like there's look at there's <laughs> row after row after row of identical eight to twelve socks, just <laughs> rows and rows and rows of them. You see, you can't tell me that one of these. Pegs. <laughs> you couldn't put some 13 to 15s on. Come on. Ridiculous. So yeah, I, that's one reason why I'm Jeff Bezos is as wealthy wealthy as he is, because I've I've shorn that guy up quite a bit. Well, it's you hear it you hear it plenty from more I guess probably more often maybe from people who are um shorter, significantly shorter than average, that you know, the world is made for people of a certain size. And that so if you're if you're really tall or have like big feet or if you're a really big person, if you're really if you're a short person, skinny person, you know, like there's there's just stuff that doesn't quite always work <laughs> right. like in the world. Like like our, our friend of the show, Jason Bowman, is six foot seven. Car he's shopping. Up to six seven now. Is he still growing? Always. He's always been six seven. But he, he was like, like. I thought he was like six five when he was first on the show. He's, no, he's six seven. Um, okay. I, I, uh, he, I believe he's actually has con- continued to grow like a little bit. Like he grows like a half an inch every ten years or something like that. Um, because he's got a some sort of hormonal thing or something who knows i mean he, he remarked to me once that is like i'm still growing a little <laughs> it's very very just, slow he, but it's there he uses a teeter hang up but every went, day but and, when, really but, and, and people who listen to this who know i'm the pathfinder designer guy he's a really tall guy um mm-hmm. and car shopping for him is a bear <laughs> like he when he gets a car that he fits in well like that he makes sure that car lasts as long as possible he is loath to give it up does he just buy a really right. small compact car and tear the front seat out and sit no, in the back seat like high tower and police no, academy? He gets, he gets big old <laughs> boats. He gets big cars. 
Um, small cars um, are really, really like uh, Mini Coopers are really, really accommodating to very tall people. Um, My they don't have to, they really you, you wouldn't seven. think they were. I've had um, we had a friend who was six five and he plopped in the passenger seat with room nope. to spare. Yeah, we're not talking um, about the driver's seat. The, steering oh, column, I know, but where I mean, the pedals are. It's a whole right, different but beast. The, the for the mini. The the because the back seat is practically decorative. Um, <laughs> it's like a the front, decal. The front it's, seats it's... actually go all the way back until they touch the back seat. Yeah, they yeah. just give it a full. And then you know, so many seats will lower now. Yep. So in a Mini Cooper, you can put the seat really low, and you put the seat all the way back. I mean, I'm you know just over six two, and in the Mini, I don't put the seat all the way back. Well, it also. It also gets into the ease of even if the seat, even if the car is big enough to to hold you. Yeah, it's it's, it's a also bit of a like if down. it's yeah. if it's a real low car, like okay, well mm-hmm. now I'm like hoisting, you know, like getting in and yeah. out of it is a gigantic bear. Yeah. Um, you know, like I've I've come to really this uh, <laughs> quick story about my new soul. Yeah, I how's got, that working I went out? And bought a soul. Um, the key is really, soul, it's about time you get one, Craig. Yeah, uh, the, the the new car, the Soul, um, sits even a little higher than than the Matrix did, and so like getting in and out of the car, I'm not as low to the ground. Like there's like I'm I literally have to step up a little. Like when when I go to get into it, it's like I'm stepping. I feel like I'm stepping into an SUV. Like the Soul was closer to an SUV as far mm-hmm. as that goes, and the and it, the top of it, the you know the the top of the cab is taller than the Matrix was, and so I'm, I'm right. you know like yeah, it's. Like it's a noticeable difference in how I get in and out of the car now. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense for him. Gavin did so, not. I'm sure he'll. He, he's managed to navigate it. He's been doing it for a long time. He's been tall for thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, to your point about compact cars, Andy, I think the manufacturers are getting a little better about making them for Americans, American-sized yeah. people, because. I have sized people. <laughs> my golf that I have, which is it's still the current generation, um, even though I bought it five years ago, that one has significantly more room in the cabin than my 2002 did. Because in my 2002, I had the driver's seat all the way back and mm-hmm. all the way down to the floor as far as right. lo- lowering it. And in this one, I'm, I think, t- depending on which shoes I'm wearing, I'm two or three notches from all the way back. And mm-hmm. I'm like two pumps up from bottom on the, on the seat height. So when, yeah. Mike wears, so when Mike wears his platforms, he's got a couple extra clicks that you can put the seat back and still be able to wear your... Uh... <laughs> yeah, we, your and thick, we have a, G- we have a GTI and I could, I, we have a GTI and I could easily uh not have the seat all the way back it could be one one click forward and i if i lowered the seat i could have several inches of headroom what what year if i lowered uh 2015 oh that's the same the same year as mine yeah yeah there's there's a fair amount of room in those Mm -hmm. when you you know compared to and all the rental cars that i've always gotten uh, you know when i go somewhere it'd always be like a, a corolla or something like that I'm almost convinced that the rental car companies put some type of restrictor on the seat oh. to to try and force you into a larger vehicle. You've because mentioned I this never, before. Yeah. Every single car, I've, yeah. I, have I talked about it before? Yeah. Like every the rails one. are shorter or something, yeah. 
yeah, or they put a stopper behind them or something like that because it's always those cars and those cars only that I can never quite seem to get big enough. They're always just a little bit cramped. But I've never had that problem in like a person's car. Welcome to fitting in cars. That's right. Do you fit in your car? (laughs) Give us an email and let us know. Fittenberger. (laughs) God, the stuff we come up with to talk about when the the stinking coronavirus has like messed everything else up and we can't get your news from this news sites that you wanted to anymore because they're not posting anything anymore. That's my biggest problem with this podcast is that like there's like half a dozen news sites that I would go to just they don't post anything anymore unless I want to talk about COVID. There's stuff still going on, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's uh there's still stuff out there, but there's not as much as there used to be. Although I I do have some good some good uh, Andy appropriate stories for today. But before I do that, oh good, um, Craig, uh oh, I could have looked this up on the internet. I could have Googled it. I'm sure it was Googleable. Um, oh, I you're just gonna ask me. Instead? I just didn't. No, 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 no. I, okay. I uh. I just, um, I, I, for whatever reason, I, I, we, we've brought it up on the show a couple of times and I've just not thought to do it. And then this past week I was sitting on the couch. I had the TV on in the background and it was TBS or TNT or one of those. And the big bang theory reruns were on and I wasn't paying attention to them. And then all of a sudden I heard Sheldon say something and I thought, Oh, Oh, it's that episode. And I quick, you know, made a note of which one it was. And then I went and I looked it up. And uh, and so here, this is a uh, Big Bang Theory season three, episode twelve, the psychic vortex. Raj says, "Come on, Sheldon. The world is filled with people doing things outside. Let's go outside. Outside is good." And Sheldon responds, "If outside is so good, why has mankind spent thousands of years trying to perfect inside?" Two thousand and ten, January. Hang on. January 11th, 2010 is when that episode aired. That is slightly more than six years after I met Craig. And right around the time I heard Craig say that exact thing for the first time. Six <laughs> years before the Big Bang Theory put it in Sheldon's mouth. So there you go. There's proof that you came <laughs> up with it first. Well, there's, you know, there's parallel evolution of a lot of things. People come up with the same stuff, you know. What's the story that... uh who was it that got a patent filed like the morning of some day? And then there was like somebody else that came in to file the same patent that afternoon. Was something <laughs> famous. No, seriously. And it was something like some product we, we'd all recognize. It's something that we, that we can't live without. Yeah. <laughs> even Jim, even in one of old, uh, I know in one of Jim Gaffigan's bits, he makes a comment on the, uh, you know, being outside where, you know, if being outside is so great, how come bugs are always trying to get inside my house? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. But specifically to the uh, mankind spending thousands of years perfecting the inside. That's right. We don't, you know, we don't belong. Like every other animal on the planet can seem to exist outside without dying from exposure. Right. Humans Except, are the I mean, only you do ones have that some like that. some that like burrow little holes and whatnot, but it's just like, you know, basic shelter. Right. But it's not air conditioned or heated space or anything. I mean, they when they need to do anything, they always have to go outside to do it and be exposed to everything that's out there. And yet people seem to be the only animal that can't seem to exist on this planet without help. <laughs> well, we could. We've just we were smart enough to um 
help ourselves. To say this place sucks. <laughs> Let's build a house. <laughs> this is too hot. Found it. Gardner Hubbard, Alexander Graham Bell's lead partner in what would become the Bell Telephone Company, had his lawyer file Bell's patent application for the telephone in the U.S. Patent Office in Washington, D.C. on February 14, 1876. Um, the lawyer of uh, Gray, who, uh, what's his full name, who was working on the same thing, um, Elisha Gray. Took um, a long lunch. <laughs> Filed, <laughs> then took filed, a nap. <laughs> filed Gray's um, patent the same day, but in the afternoon. Well, it doesn't have times. Um, oh, okay. And then there was like there was a lot of discrepancy about like patent for uh, when the patent was filed versus when the thing was invented, and like yeah, there's a whole. You can read up on it. There's a whole uh, controversy surrounding on it that, that you know we, we think of alexander graham bell but there was this other guy who was doing this thing too and was like yeah it was just like who got to the office and got the stamp yeah <laughs> <laughs> and there's plenty of things that people have been working on things at the same time and somebody got done months ahead of somebody else but like you know just the same odds are, odds are something's gonna happen like really close together too and it just so happens that it's the telephone mm-hmm <laughs> Scientific communities are often weird things, always yeah. working on similar things to resolve Oh, yeah, because they're problems. all making break, you know, like the, the break, every, every breakthrough that we needed to make in order to make the telephone possible had happened. And then some, you know, a bunch of different people working independently said, hey, you could take this thing and this thing and this thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I could talk to somebody happens. at the other end, you know, I could talk to somebody at the other end of this wire who's on the other side of the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they bolt and they all start working on that thing and somebody gets it done first. Here it is. I have it right here in my hand. The telephone app. <laughs> the thing we can't live without. The telephone app on your... On my pocket supercomputer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the telephone app. The, the, the least used app on my pocket computer. <laughs> you used it today. You called me. That's true. And I bungled, I, I... I bungled answering the phone because I use mine so often. I was in the car yeah. and I he pushed. Was, I he pushed, was really bad at answering the phone. I pushed the button on the phone instead of the one on the steering wheel. A so guy, my, a guy in my car 40s. didn't answer the phone. I, I was phone in my car too when Craig called me. So was I. Oh my no, God. I no. no, I wasn't. I was on my sofa. You were my out. sofa was not in my car. Out putting it through its paces. Doing, no. doing some slaloms. No, I want to take the orange cones. Two weeks ago. I'm not. Uh, I'm not putting this car through any more paces than necessary. I figure like, like the, uh, there's, there's, there are occasional upsides to being like, <laughs> like nothing being open and not wanting to, you know, first of all, I don't like going out and doing much anyway. And so now I do even less given, uh, the, the COVID situation. Yeah. Me so it's too. Like the car, like I drive it to work and back. Like I'm going to put so few miles on it this year. <laughs> yeah. I filled my tank four times since, <laughs> since, uh, St. Patrick's Day, whatever day that was that we we all well, left, I'm still le- left it, the know, office. I'm driving to the office no, still yeah, now, but true. you know, that's that's it. I'm not, you know, I'm not driving over to your place every weekend. I'm not and running much and then we have errands. Everything that I'm doing is getting delivered. Everything that I'm buying is getting delivered now. Like I don't do anything other than drive to work and home. So I still hit all the local stores and drive to places for takeout and that kind of stuff. I'm going to do takeout. I'm going to do it on the way, and it's going to be someplace that's not too far out of the way because that's convenient. I mean, that's just where I live. It's there's there's a number of places that are right there on the way. We've so. we've been getting our. I don't I don't have to go. 
like two there's just about everything i need within about four miles so yeah even for for food and home depot and a lowe's and a target and all that other stuff all within about four miles liquor store three different grocery stores now i get us i have my I have my sprouts uh my bullocks liquor store and uh the bar that i would go to if <laughs> it weren't deadly um all <laughs> that are like within 200 feet of each other if it wasn't filled with filthy sick people that's right <laughs> You know, somebody should come up with, uh, this could work in, in bars and restaurants that have bars. Somebody should come up with some kind of uh, atomizing device that, that you, you put, like, uh, you get the, you know, the, the alcohol manufacturer to, to um, provide you with, and I don't know if you, they have to do something to it, like make it, make it into kind of a gel or put some additives in it or something. But you, you put it through the, like an atomizer and you mist it throughout, throughout the uh, atmosphere inside the building. So that you're smelling and almost, you know, tasting whatever uh, flavor of, of of the week, and uh, and then it, it's also killing all the um, germs in the air. It sounds like an oil diffuser, but with Lysol in it. But it's but it's you know like good scotch or something or scotch no, scotch snobs right now are like they just what? need to do they just need to do more of uh, Dr. Laurie's lab and say you know this this bar has. Oh, 16 the... <laughs> air changes every minute. I believe it was 18, but yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Honestly, honestly, if if there was a bar right now that was that they could that they could have open and everybody would sit 6 feet apart and they would just have like a model train on the bar that would bring your drink to you and you put your money in and it would take it away. That'd be the They're perfect bar. It wouldn't like be Japan noisy. It wouldn't be crowded. Nobody would be bumping into me. I'd be able to, I wouldn't, there would be no line for the bathroom. <laughs> like it would be great. That was That'd one be, of, I would go to that bar. That was one of the better episodes in the final season of the X-Files where Mulder and Scully went to a sushi restaurant where it was all automated like that. Yeah. And it was, that was the, the episode where t- the technology was attacking them and right. chasing them. And there was almost no dialogue and Allison hated it because there was no dialogue. But I thought it was brilliant. It was obviously not written by Chris Carter. Yeah, going to a bar, where, yeah, going to a bar where everybody's six feet away from me and it's not loud. Find me up. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Be the best. I think. I, I think. I mean, we already are seeing early. You know, some of the earlier stages of development and deploying, but these, you know, air purifying and air cleaning systems in bars, bars and restaurants. I know we're still somewhat in the early stages of it, but I think that's going to become, you're going to start seeing bars with like, we have UV rating, we have MERV 31 UV virus killing installed in our, in our air handlers here, certified by HEPA 5000. And and that'll be on your, that'll be on the doors so that you know that this is a, a clean air environment. I think we're going to start seeing some of that popping up because even if it's not coronavirus, there's going to be another one coming after it. So <laughs> I'd be fine with just not getting sick. Just like in general, just like something that's going to kill like your, your day to day, you know, the kind of stuff, the, mm-hmm. the illnesses that we run into plenty. Like we need, we need Star Trek medicine. <laughs> we need those. Yeah, it makes you, like, you walk in and just a hypo spray. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you wonder if the flu seasons are going to be lesser because everybody's so busy trying to protect themselves from coronavirus that at the same time, they're going to be protecting themselves from 
the flu and all that other stuff if it's going to just knock I think all that, that, that already down. they already saw that at the at the end of the flu season this year. I have nothing to back that up because I I'm not a epidemiologist or a st- statistician, but I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. that you're just like the flu. The flu is contagious, but you know it's not like epidemic contagious. Um, the the tip that you know the flu A flu bite you know flu A and flu B the, the, the flus that we see they're contagious enough they they make their way around. But like if everybody's yeah if everybody's using masks or social distancing or if there's just not as much people going out and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's not like our behavior is the coronavirus flu, the flu virus, specific. The flu virus will have a harder time spreading, certainly. Makes me wonder if, like, it'll be the same for the common cold and the cold yeah, and you know all like that. It's, it's hard. It's hard for every kid to get chicken pox if <laughs> no, <laughs> none of the kids are yeah. None of the kids are in school out. together, rubbing on each other, just getting chicken all scabby. Party. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, I have nobody who's listening can hear, but and you can't really see it too well. But there's like, I've got a little, I've got a divot in my forehead. You have chicken pox marks. Chicken pox scar from because I got chicken pox when I was like eight months old, so I was a little kid and I was scratching little baby. Just yep. had a big old chicken pox scab on middle, right in the middle of my forehead. <laughs> um, that I, was, I picked yeah, off when yeah. I was a kid, and it's a, it's a scar. I, I was like in the five year old range. It was like right around right before kindergarten or something. I blame my I blame my parents um, because I had no brothers or, or sisters at that point. I like I was eight months old. Who was I having a play date with? There, you know, those weren't invented yet. So I was just like I was I was in the just keep them alive stage of my life. You know, like I wasn't like socializing with other little eight month olds. My parents were were strictly in keep the boy alive. Yeah. You know, that's that, that's that's their job right now for the first year or two. So like I. One of them must have got me sick. One of them must have had something that they brought in. Supposedly, I got it when I was two, but it was a mild case, and so I was always told you you'll you might get it again. Oh yeah, and I never did. So now I guess I'll just get shingles. I've had shingles. <laughs> yeah. Ew! I heard it's here. It's terrible. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a party. <laughs> um. Very painful, I right? I, it was, yeah, it, it was painful. Um, and there's, and it was probably uh, maybe six months before all the scarring was gone. Wow. Because, you know, even once the sores and stuff heal over, they're still red as everything is sort of healing underneath the skin and all that. It was probably about a good solid six months from start to finish before all visible evidence was, was gone. Visible evidence. Yeah, I'm still so, sporting. And I remember, evidence. yeah, and I remember the only, the only thing that would re- I tried like lidocaine sprays, they didn't do shit. Um, the only I tried, you know, you know, acetaminophen, ibuprofen, that kind of stuff. Not even remotely close on the pain. The only thing that took the sting away from the pain was soaking in a warm bath with like baking soda. And it, when you were doing that, there was almost no sensation of pain. The moment you got out of the tub, right back. Yikes. It was like, as long as the water was on it, it was fine. But as soon as you stepped out of it, it was, it pain came straight back at its normal level. And I didn't go to the doctor or anything. So I didn't, I didn't go for any kinds of treatments or anything. I just dealt with it. 
So we all got that to look forward to. Enjoy that, listeners. You're welcome. Thanks for well, tuning I was in. Young, I was younger than you guys are now. So I think I was like 30, I feel like I was maybe 35 or something when I got it. Yeah, and we coming. think it was triggered. We think it was triggered from uh, poison ivy because I had some poison ivy right around that same time, which is why we originally thought that it was poison ivy, hmm. and then turned out to not be. Stay away from poison ivy. You'll get. Oh shingles. yeah, it's not. It's not good <laughs> stuff for me. Yeah, those types of things are not good for me. All right, so we we circled back to uh, growing weird things on our bodies that's Hooray. right all right is that a show that's right it's <laughs> not a show all right open open sore burger Ew. oh nice <laughs> oh what's news open sore craig ulcerated leg mike um <laughs> the uh... oh hey speaking of which uh i did not have uh any surgery it's okay. it's still in there Ray, were you supposed to have surgery? I was supposed to have a uh, uh, something taken out of my leg, but the doctor looked at it and uh, and said, "Oh, that's not as there. that's not as bad as that was. It's probably this other thing, which we you, we don't need to do anything for." He's got a, a twin that he consumed in the womb that's mm. uh, that's uh, started to grow again, and it's been mm-hmm. talking to him. Aha. Uh-huh. We're considering making it a regular guest on the podcast, but Mike doesn't want to share billing. That's right. I've still got it under my skin. Okay. Um, I've got you. Would you would you have to hoist your leg up to the microphone every time skin. it wanted to speak? I've got you. We'll just put a microphone down there. Wear some short shorts, and just every time it speaks, you just kind of. Hoist your leg up onto the desk. <laughs> no, nah, he's got two extra mic stands, three extra mic stands in the room right now. Yeah, I do. Here. I he could... could have multiple body parts speak into the there mic. You, go. you could post right. one down by your butt so we could uh, hear you fart. Is? That's right. Hey, oh, Andy, this is, oh, this is for everybody. Okay. This is for everybody for free. Mike and Andy both. You, you both have wives. Um, the next time uh, one of you... And I know you refer to, to you refer to your your significant other as your wife, but there are people who don't use husband wife. Some people use partners. Um, mm-hmm. Even even heterosexual some heterosexual couples use the word partner. I suggest that if once you are comfortable enough around your your person that's in your life with you, that uh, you feel comfortable farting around them, that you should start referring to them as your partner. Um, so you can use that anytime. <laughs> um, that's that's free for you. You're welcome. Um, partner. I guess that's better than what's her face. Yeah. Uh, Donald Glover is reportedly in talks to do a Lando series on Disney Plus because everybody loved Lando in the. Oh, uh, hell yes. In the Sign me up. So Donald Glover maybe is going to be walking around. uh, Oh, hello there. (laughs) Who have we here? Must be because the rest of the solo movie was terrible. Yeah, well, there's that too. (laughs) Um, No, I'm not. I know I'm, I'm. I'm not in the majority of thinking it was, that way. It was but. okay. It was all right. Um, but yeah, so there, there's that. So because there's, you know, there was talk, and I think there's still, still sort of talk about Ewan McGregor doing a Kenobi series where he would, yeah, um, do some Kenobi shenanigans, kind of in between the the prequels and the. But that was and the supposedly main... ready to go before 
2020 I happened. Yeah, I, I I don't know. So there's there's the possibility of that. There's the possibility of a Lando thing. And I, for one, think that that is the perfect place to revisit these characters that we don't need to see in the movies anymore because there's a whole universe of characters that we could see in the Star Wars movies that I would love to see. Um, so yeah, take them into take them into a series, do a limited series of like whatever. Skywalkers are the only people who are important in the entire galaxy. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. They've had they've had their nine movies. They don't need any There's plenty <laughs> of other characters. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm look. I'm interested to see what they're going to do when they finally do an, another, like when they do a trilogy that's like its own thing. So, but you know, Disney Plus now has a, a series and everything going on. Mandalorian was very popular um, and is coming back. And so, yeah, let's let's see some Lando, baby. Oh, speaking of which, and Craig, since I know that you're on this um, particular bandwagon, I wanted to ask you about it. So um, DirecTV uh, went ahead and jacked up my monthly rate by $35 uh, <laughs> last month. Sucka. And when I called him up, I said, so, you know, what are we going to do? And she said, um, nothing. <laughs> we was, are doing it was nothing. really pretty much it <laughs> yeah, there was that 10 um, that's 10 i believe <laughs> that's you know nothing so i was like oh great um and you know i said this well you know i'm it's still 335 bucks a month that's that's 400 a year more for the same thing yeah and i said you know looking at the channels that i wanted to that i typically watch which is not a lot of them this may be 10 to 12 total channels that I ever watch. And of those, um, there was one that I would lose if I went down to the one package lower, which would save me a whole $4 a month. Ooh. <laughs> whoop de doo um, And so I said, well, you know, so we'll, we'll think about what we want to do. And so I'm going to go ahead on Monday and cancel it. This morning I found online, is it Philo? That right, P-H-I-L-O, I think mm-hmm. is it. Like every, for 20 bucks a month, every single one of the channels that is the only reason I have direct TV for Science Channel, BBC America, Comedy Central, AMC, uh, even HGTV is on there. They're all just on this one little Philo streaming service mm-hmm. that's supported under Roku and iOS, uh, Roku and iOS and all that. And I was like, direct TVs. I've been reading so much about how many um <laughs> How many uh, people have been, you know, how many subscribers they've been, AT&T's been losing every single quarter because of this bullshit. And I thought, all right, well, I'm going to become, I'm going to become the next statistic and say, yeah, you guys can, you guys Goodbye. can shove it. Stream it. I mean, I've got, gigabit, I've got gigabit fiber, so. Do it. And I have no, well, I have no going, experience with Philo. Do it. Okay. So. Do it. Be our guinea I pig. Have- because I, I, I mean, we've got Netflix and Hulu and, and Amazon Prime. I have had zero. So. I cut the cable cord a couple of years ago. I have had zero problem finding something to watch. Zero. Because you get a couple of your core services that are going to kind of cover most of what you want. Every so often, there's something that's like, well, I could get that service just to get this one show, or I could suck it up and wait and just wait till the season's done and then get it for a month to binge through it. Or I can pay it. for it. For I can just buy it in as a season on Amazon or you know or or iTunes or whatever, just to get the couple of little straggler things that you're that you're missing out on, quote unquote. 
there's there's no reason to be getting these these blanket cable and and dish and yeah. direct tv services that are going right. to keep charging you up no, no. Yeah, i have had zero problem finding what's about 12 channels that i care about yeah so. wasting your money bye bye it's going away <laughs> You know, I mean, I'll chop- keep I'll keep the ones that I've got Netflix and Hulu and and Amazon. Yeah, and I terrific. I drop into I drop into Shutter for a month once or twice a year, and I watch some horror movies. I drop into Disney Plus for a month or two, and I watch some watch a bunch of stuff, and then I come back to it a year later or whatever I'm going to do. You know, yeah. Anyway, Just, you, you have to change your mindset about like what's important to you to watch. Like, do you have to watch something like as it's going? You know, like the water cooler show is gone. Like. There was a time when you like you watched the new episode of the thing that came oh, right. out, and then everybody was talking about it the next day. And for the next week, you'd go on forums and you could talk about it and postulate theories and all this. Remember Lost, everybody? Uh-huh. Um, right. That's done. That's over. You, it's it's perfectly value. It's perfectly viable to just be like, okay, I'm gonna just sit on this show until it's done, and then I'll crunch through it in four weekends and and buy the service for a month, right. and then turn it. And off. they could, and even even from a streaming perspective. Um, you could do some of that water cooler shows as well, just like you know HBO did with Game of Thrones. You release it on your streaming service at the same time, you know, you know, one episode a week. To, right. You have to you know, choose keep some of that. Like with HBO with Game of Thrones, I I kept on the weekly thing because I knew that otherwise there's going to be gigantic spoilers right. that I'm not going to be able right. to avoid. But there are so few shows that you you know there's only a handful of shows that get that level of coverage mm-hmm. that you have to worry about actually getting fully spoiled on something big you know like game of thrones is one of them um there's plenty of shows that you can be watching that like they have their fan base they're popular and everything but unless you go to like forums or whatever dedicated to them you're probably not going to stumble across something and you just get it in your head that like okay well if i do it happens i do i learn about some character's death four weeks before i'm going to watch the whole season because oh well no not the end of the world yeah, there was a, a a reference this past week that uh, um, apparently George R. R. Martin had done an interview in 1981, where he mentions it's just coming out now. Gotcha. Yeah, he's where he mentions. Um, <laughs> well, no, where he mentions saying to this interviewer, "Oh yeah, I should do. I should write a you know a swords and sorcery uh, series of novels um, and just you know not finish them." And he said that back in 1981. And just just keep writing them until you know till my life is done. Is this uh given given that he said that? Is this a uh, is this like an Andy Kaufman level joke that he's about to that's, pull? That's sort of the question. That's sort of the question. <laughs> like, is he just is he like, hey, I told you guys what I was going to do? He's just going to keep. Ago. He's just going to keep at these, and he's always going to be one novel away from finishing. And then he, he and he that's knows right. he's going to die and never finish it. And he's going to because it was it was mentioned his, this week his last on words 29th. on his deathbed. <laughs> yeah, July 29th, ninth, twenty twenty. He had claimed in the past was, if I don't have book six out by July 29th, twenty twenty, you can arrest me. And that date has come and gone. And so everybody got online and said, this is the date that George R. R. Martin said we could arrest him if he hadn't finished his book. And that's where it was then pointed out like, oh, yeah, by the way, 39 years ago, he talked about writing a swords and sorcery series of books and never finishing them. <laughs> hey, if you want to find out how it ends, go watch the TV show. Oh, God. What are you waiting yeah. on me for? Yeah, it's more or less there. That's it. We've been told there might he might there might be some some details and things but it's more or less there <laughs> maybe that's maybe the whole plan of him doing the show knowing that he was taking forever to get to get 
get to finishing the books and knowing he knows how he writes. He knows how long he takes. He's like, you know, I'm really getting tired of writing this crap. <laughs> so I'm going to license <laughs> somebody else tell the story. And if everybody hates they'll it, tell they'll the whole story. Them. And then if I don't, and if I don't finish it, then, you know, everybody got their The story got out. I, I told the story. <laughs> this whole, this whole thing could have been a plot by him to be like, I just don't, I'm just tired. I'm just, ugh. <laughs> I like, I like Andy's take that if, uh, if everybody doesn't like it, then, they get to blame the TV show yeah, and not can, him. He can blame it on. He can blame it on you know, the showrunners. Oh, you know they, they, and then if he if he does manage to finish the final book, he can do it a little bit differently and fix all the things that everybody hated about the TV show. No, he's not going to fix it. This is the way I would do it. If I was George R. R. Martin, I would I would do the next book, get that out, and then is that the the one that's coming is supposedly the second to last. No, oh, good lord, yes, it's book six of seven. Yes. So then when he gets to book seven. Um, he writes a, like, and these books are getting longer and longer, right? So by the time he gets to book six, it's going to be what, 400 pages or something? 500 pages? Yeah. And that's all the longer seven, they are. That, uh, I'm kind of surprised they're that short. And then book seven is 75 pages long <laughs> and tells you the exact story of the seventh season, just like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah, like, just, just all this exactly. stuff happens. No, no, no changing and no dragging out, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, how uh, Daenerys, like, falls and all the, you know, just doing... <laughs> just, make everything nice and abrupt and have make, have make just, no sense. Just poop the whole thing out as and fast as possible. King's, King's Landing all of a sudden is nothing and, more than and a walk out, out And walk out and walk out at a Comic-Con <laughs> with... Walk out at a Comic Con with a yeah. with a book in your hand that looks like it's the size of one of those Choose Your Own Adventures. <laughs> yeah. It's the thickness of an old Choose Your Own Adventure book, and he walks out and just slams it down on the table and says, "There's your seventh book." <laughs> Happy hours. <laughs> and he turns around and walks off the stage. Uh, or you go the other route, you go the super the super uh, horrible route, and actually make book seven um ned stark waking up from a bad dream jeez <laughs> you go as tropey as you possibly can the, the worst possible tropes in existence just shove them into book seven well do this do and- this like, like negate don't even just negate part of this <laughs> most of the series negate the entire series ned stark wakes up saying he's 10 no 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 no. No, no. ned stark wakes up tell you know like it's the it's the the uh uh uh, what do you call it uh the new heart i was just gonna (laughs) say he wakes up and he wakes up in bed and 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 catlin is suzanne plachette next to catlin and and rolls over looks at her and says i had the weirdest dream about these people north of the wall like he's he describes the first scene that ned wasn't there for yeah (laughs) <laughs> where the where the guy's north of the wall and, and sees the White Walker and, and flees, right? And that's who he finds and they have to behead him and everything. And then like that's the like the entire thing was in his head. Not even like, oh, he uh, you know, dreamed it while he was in prison <laughs> below the red keep. He was like the whole <laughs> or he fell off or, his horse. Or that was or in that, that first entire scene. series was the story that flashed through the guy's head right after Ned Stark chopped his head off <laughs> and all of us falling to the ground. So in that three seconds of his head falling to the ground, all seven seasons occurred. Like, this is everything I'm going to miss. And it ends, <laughs> it ends, it ends with Ned Stark's, it ends with Ned Stark turning to his, 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 uh, 
to his second youngest son saying, you know, like what, what, what was the line that he asks him after he does it? He's like, do you know why I, why I had to be the one to swing the yeah, sword? If you, if you proclaim <laughs> it, you should be the one to do it. Yeah, whatever the exact line was. <laughs> and then his own daughters f- that up in the last season. Because Sansa declares Littlefinger to die, but then Arya is the one who actually does it. That's fine. Well, no, Sansa but their own father, the Sansa father was, was the when when did, when when was Sansa out on a hunt and well, got that's what taught I mean. that by their father? That's what I mean. Is that he taught that to he taught that to his sons, but it was the daughters in the end who who didn't uh, who didn't do well. That. Um, let's 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 review that. When Sansa does that, Rob is dead. <laughs> John is not there, so John couldn't like advise her on that in that in that moment um uh rickon is dead (laughs) (laughs) that major character rickon (laughs) yeah the shaggy dog character who had a dog named shaggy dog um (laughs) look it up everybody shaggy dog character is a literary term um and it was totally george rr martin going ha 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 shaggy dog character because i named his dog shaggy dog um bran was uh, was there Physically. And Bran was there, but no longer gave two shits. Right, he was there physically. <laughs> About right. like he, like Bran, Bran, the, the, the three-eyed raven could have you know wheeled up to her and said, "In a in another life, I would have some advice for you," or like some yeah. stupid, you, you know, like <laughs> this would be a great time comment. to tell you something that our father said, but <laughs> but yeah. I don't care about that anymore because I'm the three-eyed raven now. Son of a. Oh, there's not nearly enough Game of Thrones debate online. Somebody, somebody should have just taken Bran aside and just slapped the crap out of him. Like, it's not like you know everything. You're the Three-Eyed Raven. You, you understand the history of the entire world. You can tell us what some, you know, something that your father, remember your father? You had one. You did. You could tell us that. You can even tell us as the Three-Eyed Raven. You don't have to be like, well, I'm not Bran anymore. Just slap the... <laughs> Enough fooling around, Bran. This has gotten old. Oh, oh, Craig, I wanted to ask you. um, Oh, no. Okay. Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Netflix Netflix. would be the uh, (laughs) (laughs) the service that's provided in Westeros. (laughs) Um, Going through through some of the original content. So, like, we just finished Warrior Nun, um, which... Gee, what's that about? Yeah, I know, really. Uh, <laughs> but it literally like, is about, it literally is that. And I, I thought it was like, going to be kind of Buffy-esque, but it's not at all. Yeah, it's, it's actually like, much like, different. Like the movie Ninja Assassin. I wonder what that movie's uh, about. <laughs> but it's actually pretty good. But then they were Warrior advertising Nine. this thing called Cursed um, okay. that had uh, Floki from Vikings, the one of uh, star, one of the Starsguard kids, Starsguard. Okay. One of Stellan's kids. Go stop. The one who played Floki in Vikings is in is in this. Stars-guard. And the girl who was the lead in 13 Reasons Why. Okay. Okay. So two actors who you think are okay, they should be decent actors. And so we I we got through like the first 30 minutes of Cursed. It was horrible. Uh, <laughs> but the the filming of it was that kind of, I don't know how to describe it exactly. It's almost like where it's outdoors, it's too well lit and it looks too, it doesn't look authentic. 
the filming, I mean, sort of the, the way it's, the way the image is, it looks like, it almost looks like you're looking at people and you're saying, oh, these are actors in a field, not these are people. These are actual characters. You know what I mean? It's, it's got that look to it that's kind of almost too real. Sure. In a it sense, do you know like, what I mean? It looks like video. Almost like the way soap operas look. They have a look to them that it doesn't, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem. It's, You're talking about just the, the lighting and the framing of the shot or the motion? No, it's, it's, it's also the motion and the sharpness and sort of my, maybe it's the way the depth of field is done. I'm, I'm not really well, sure. I can't of, really put my finger on If you, I, if you watch the first five minutes of it, you'd know exactly what I was talking yeah, about. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what it is there, what type of filming that is that does that. Cause it makes everything look fake. Like, yeah, like, sure. like you're seeing the sound stage and not seeing it as a real wall. It looks like a fake wall. Sure. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? I don't I understand what you're saying, but I don't know what that okay. technique is. I know that video, because it has a tip, your typical like videotape video or digital video has a higher frame rate than film, which makes everything look more real in. Right. Yeah. Um, the higher the frame film, rate, the more real it looks because we have our eyes see at a very high frame rate the reason the reason film doesn't look as real the way it looks has that what film you know critics and and writers talk about is it has a dreamlike quality to it it feels a little off is because of the lower frame rate of 24 frames per second typically um this is this is but i don't i don't know yeah this isn't this is i mean obviously i've seen films i've seen tv shows and this is a tv show and there are certain things that do have this particular quality um but they're not i i don't really know how it is that they're filmed or what type of thing that is they're doing that gives it this particular look but it's a really it's kind of a difficult look to watch because it doesn't it's not immersive it feels like you're watching something that's being faked rather than right you feel like you're watching something on a screen rather than feeling like you're there right for whatever uh, reason they ma- they made the the where creative feels... artistic decision to film it that way with whatever methods right. we're talking about combined right. together and it's to funny this. because the, the previews the trailer that you see on netflix does not look like that at all interesting the trailer does not have that look which is one reason why i put it in the queue and then we watched it and i thought well, maybe they're just kind of trying to make it you have a bit of a dreamy look until the show gets going or something. But no, it wasn't that at all. It just was very, yeah, it, that's know. how they were going to film it. I, don't know, you know, not I, I, I know that when digital video and people started actually, like when you saw indie, like really little indie projects doing stuff on digital mm-hmm. video and there were like um, what they called prosumer cameras, which were like, you know, mm-hmm. pro, they were professional quality, but they were affordable enough that like a consumer could actually get one if you had wanted sure. to spend five, ten thousand dollars on a camera that you could shoot like a movie on. Mm-hmm. Um, that you still had to do some stuff with that in order to make it look like film, because even you know, it still looked like video. It still looked right. hyper real. Sure. Too too smooth. Too too seamless. Andy, you watched uh, like celluloid. You watched Killing Eve, right? Yes. First three seasons, I think, are the only ones available at this point. I think. Was First was three. the current season the fourth season? Whatever the whatever the season that just came out is <clears throat> that I think you said you watched back in April or something. Yeah. I think you were watching it. That one's not streamable yet, so I've watched everything up to that. So you haven't seen that one. Hulu. 
Yeah. They, um, yeah, I don't think it comes out on Hulu until later this year. They did. I think that's season four. They did something with the way they shot it, and and at a higher frame rate or whatever, where it's noticeable. Even though I have in the that new season, I have that setting four. turned off on my, you know, that smoothing or whatever. Yes. The thing that everybody should immediately turn off as soon as they get their their new TV. Right. You go right it's, into it's, that so, thing it's, and turn it's it off. It's good for sports, but it's terrible for, for everything any else. everything else, right? Because it, yeah. yeah, it makes the motion look unnatural. Right. It's yeah. a, if it's what you have, to, it's, it also involves the 120 hertz refreshes or something. It's, and yeah. Apparently, it's the, even like movie directors are were lobbying the TV manufacturers to not have that setting automatically turned on because it ruins the looks of movies and yes but you're saying killing eve does something like that something about the way they shot it yeah that it's it's got Mm. a little bit of that unnatural movement it's not as obvious as if you had turned the feature on on your tv but it's still i'm thinking like i want to turn this off why am i even seeing it a little bit (laughs) right right i think it's it's probably something along those same lines where it's if you watch a normal tv show it adds this real fake quality to it of, you know, everything still looks like what it is, but it all doesn't look like it's like, it is what it's trying to portray it. It looks like a picture of something that's being portrayed. No, I get, I get what you're, it doesn't look like stone. It looks like styrofoam carved into stone and painted, which is not what it's, it's, that's not the intention. Even if that is what it is, it still should look like actual stone. Right. If everybody had done their job correctly, yeah. So that's, which is kind of too bad. I was, you know, thinking that maybe, but it, um, and even to be honest, I wasn't. We weren't terribly impressed with the acting. And I said we only gave it thirty minutes. Maybe that wasn't enough time. But was that on Netflix or who? Yes. Okay. It was Netflix. I'll have yeah. to go. I'll have to go. Because it was one of those like, if you liked Warrior Nun, you should see Cursed. Sure. And so I put it in the queue and watched the first episode, and I was like, oh. Fuck no! I'll have to I'll I'll have to go check out the first episode or at least start it just to, so I can okay. see exactly what you're talking about. But I think I can kind yeah. of picture what you're talking about. He's back. Did you have a delivery? No, I had to pee. Ah, and you guys were talking about killing Eve, and there was no pauses between your discussion. So um, I put on. I like mute killing Eve I, a lot. Killing I put Eve it on, great. I put it on mute, and I went and peed. <laughs> Uh, it's in my queue. I'll get to it. I'm I'm watching The Expanse right now. Finally, which I got is, about halfway uh, through the first season of The Expanse, and then I stopped. I watched. I tried watching it once earlier, and I got a handful of episodes in, and then I got distracted by something shiny and didn't continue. So I'm back on it. Ooh, shiny! But yeah. I'm, I'm digging it. I'm having a, I'm having a little bit of the Game of Thrones problem where I'm having trouble keeping track of some of the characters because they're all like a lot of the people living on Siri Station kind of dress the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all it's a lot of like dark drab stuff and and they're all they're all in ships that kind of look you know like the where the locations where their action takes place is all you know a lot there's a lot of similarity right. with a lot of stuff. I'm just like that looks like where that guy just was only mirrored image. Who's that again? But it's had some great surprising moments and. There have been a couple of deaths where I was like, well, ugh, didn't see that coming. <laughs> and neither did any of the other people in the room with them. Right. Yeah, I think <laughs> uh, maybe 10, I think maybe 10 episodes in. Uh, I don't know, I feel like it was half to three quarters of the first season I got through. 
And Ray had told me, he's like, you really would like it. You should watch it. And I watched it and I thought it is a show that I really should like. But for some reason, I don't. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. You'll have uh, plenty of other options from your various streaming services once you say right. goodbye to DirecTV. Uh, well, and I just put dark. I just put dark in um, in my queue as well because uh, that got uh, popped up on Netflix for something to watch. And there are a few other sci-fi fantasy types of things that have popped up. Get through them sometime. Maybe if there'd be some reason for me to stay at home for long periods of time without ever going out, I'll be able to watch some of this stuff, but I don't see that happening. If only there were a lot of choices for uh, science fiction and fantasy and horror uh, serial, you know, series shows. If only, if only there were a lot of choices, that would be, be a great world to live in. Oh, wait. Wow, there's a lot of stuff out there. <laughs> and, and some of it's mediocre. <laughs> looking at you netflix man yeah. remember five years ago when netflix was like netflix has this new show it's like this blah 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 and people were like oh my god and now like there's stuff there are shows that come on netflix have four seasons and go off and i'm like what what yeah. show <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> so yeah i'm just like oh, net i'm getting if it weren't for the fact that i can get like good background stuff like you know i just throw comedians in cars getting coffee um right in the background you know on netflix or um or the fact that like okay i want to rewatch some uh, agents of shield <laughs> like they've got a back episodes of stuff if i want to go back and watch the good place again i can go to netflix i'm like netflix is getting getting there maybe gonna be the the service that i just stop like i don't like I stop and wait for something. Wait till I get that hankering that I need to watch all four seasons of the good place again. Right. Or until they, the they come out with a there. show that everybody starts talking about and, and, and not, and just not sit on it. That's actually good. Or, or right. Wait till, yeah. yeah. Wait till the show that comes that everybody's crazy about. Cause we did have one of those. It was called tiger King. And I was like, in no way yeah. interested in no. my shape room. I've, I see, geez, I saw a freaking meme getting floating around through my social media here recently where somebody was like, you know, um uh it wasn't a it was like a retweet this thing but it was like it was like you know has anybody retweet this if you're or, or respond to this if you legitimately have never seen a single episode of of tiger king and i was like right here baby i just like <laughs> i don't know what you're because netflix has a billion things on it and most of them are mediocre the i know about it but i comes and goes the closest goes the closest i came to watching it was uh was Allison has friends who are from Oklahoma, which apparently is where that takes place. And they said, you need to watch it because it's so Oklahoma. Not because of all of the reasons that other people watch it, but because it's Oklahoma. We were supposed to watch it. But well, then, we, it, but then it, that was the last I heard of it, and we never watched it. In, in fairness, if, if <laughs> and, there was and a show that came she's on She's nodding was... like, yeah, we didn't watch it on purpose. <laughs> in fairness if there was a show that was on that somebody said oh you got you should really watch this on netflix because it's so rural northern wisconsin <laughs> i would probably watch that just to be like oh yeah yep, i check it out just, yeah just because yeah, i would totally recognize it's like i know that person and i know that person and but I that's know that situation but that's why her friends watched it yeah probably because they heard that it was so oklahoma and they're from but there you wouldn't get me for any other part no. of the world nope <laughs> other than like rural midwest yeah 
Watch watch the show. It's so Baston. Eh, no thanks. That's okay. That, that's fine. I've had enough of that. Thanks to uh, I've seen I've seen Goodwill Hunting. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> I was, yeah, I've had enough of that. Thanks to uh, Ben Affleck. I watched I watched Boston Common. Remember that <laughs> sitcom? <laughs> no, didn't watch it. Was it. Terrible. It was it wasn't good. <laughs> uh, or Boston Legal. Didn't watch that either. Boston Legal. Was that the one no, with I'm... James Spader in it? What? One of those had Boston James Legal Spader. James in Spader. It? Captain Kirk was in it. I think that, that was. I think that was Boston Legal. Denny Crane. Jeez. Yes. Um, I've been watching um, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, or listening. Sorry, listening to Fake Doctors, Real Friends. That's been fun. What's that? That's a pot. That's a Scrubs rewatch podcast oh. with with Zach Braff and Donald Faison, the character. You know the the two two of the lead characters from the show. So they are rewatching their own show and talking yeah, they're about they're rewatching it? their show okay. 20 years after the fact. They're 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 like they became close friends doing the show and are still very 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 close friends. Is it like an MST3K thing where they're watching the show and they're commenting on it as they watch no, the no, show they, or they discuss it after the fact. Oh okay. They uh and they you know and they've had the the various co-stars come on and do episodes where their character was like the focus of a story and um, and a few other things they've had the creator on a few times. So you get like, there's a lot of little trivia stuff and it's been fun. And they're doing like two episodes a week. That's neat. Fake doctors, real friends. And that's a podcast or a video? Yeah, it's a podcast. That's like the only podcast that I'm listening to regularly right now. I still, I bounce around between different things. I've fallen away from listening to podcasts so much. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts. I primarily just listen. Well, I mean, I listen to yours when I'm doing something for work that I don't like have to pay a lot of attention to because some things that I do for work are like almost like just muscle memory. Yeah. Well, yeah. We don't know. We it. don't know what that's like, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not at all. Well, that's when I would listen then, to podcasts right. at work. Yeah. And then when I, that's and if I drive and if I, and if I'm driving somewhere long distance. Like driving to see parents or something like that. I put one of your podcasts on, depending on. Well, the drive to drive to see my um, parents in the next state. Uh, that's four hours, more than four hours each way. So sometimes I would, if I'm going there, I'll let myself get a couple episodes behind on Nerd Burger so I can do a bulk listen. Binging. That's on the best way Nerd to listen. Binging, binging Nerd Burger. The best way to listen to Nerd Burger. Bulk listen. <laughs> Enjoy your bulk <laughs> listen of Nerdburger. Here's four episodes, back to back to back to back. Oh, two episodes simultaneously, one in each year. Oh, boy. <laughs> how, how well does that line up? It depends on who the guest is. <laughs> That's right. The format can vary wildly, like it did today. You could, if you went back and grabbed two gym episodes and then three of another guest, you could probably have three in one ear and two gyms in this year yep. in the, you know, and have them the whole thing end about the same time because Jim's episodes end up being so long. All right. Well, I guess we had our one news item and then it was mostly just talking about our lives. That's fine. No, I promised, I promised Andy personalized news today. So we have to blow through these yes. quickly. Okay. Well, First, and you said there was a special announcement. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Way at the beginning. Here, here, I, exact, exact <laughs> quote. He took notes, jeez. You said, how's it going? Yes. And I said, just the best of the best. Yeah. Right. 
And then you said, be ready for it to get even better. I've got some special news for you. Yes, that's the, the news I'm talking about. The actual oh, news. See. And that's when I asked if Craig was pregnant. <laughs> and that's when I suggested that possibly, possibly, but it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't yes. mine. And then it sidetracked okay. into discussions of Star Trek babies. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get the anyway. I thought the, so. So your news is just special. I thought it was like special news, like something about the. Oh no. Well, you're killing it now. You're destroying all of the buildup. These are regular news items that happen to uh, pop up um, for your show, Andy. I see. The first of which, you might have heard of this already and may be interested, although I don't know. I'm, in- I'm, I'm interested to find out. Uh, KFC is going to be 3D printing chicken nuggets. I saw that headline. But it's only in Russia for now, and uh, these I'm are. Not go- I'm not going to Russia. So this those is. Will, those will be good. Mm. If we get them, Russian nuggets. Uh, they are made in a lab with chicken and plant cells using bioprinting. Nope, wrong. If they're not made on the counter in front of me to order, not interesting. <laughs> so this is. I want uh, my chicken spooger machine. This is. Cell-based meat, which we've talked about before. So it's technically still partially meat, but no (laughs) actual chickens were harmed in the process. So it's a chicken McNugget. (laughs) Beyond beyond Beef, Beyond Meats talks about their meat being chemically identical to meat, but... (laughs) but sourced from a non-animal source right so this is this is the chicken version of that meat is made up of x amount of this chemical and that chemical and that chemical but you take those separate chemicals and put them together into a into a matrix but they're actually using like the cells of chicken muscle so you're you are getting Beyond chicken. meat is not, but what you're talking about KFC doing would be, yeah. and they're they're doing they're doing cultured meat and lab cultured lab cultured sure. meat. So they're taking real meat cells and, I mean, so from that perspective, I mean, if you if you took a couple of cells of your own muscle, you know, stick them in a lab and feed it and grow mm-hmm. some more of you, you could you could eat it. Yeah, as and I've said, I would non harmful. I would I yeah. would eat people if uh if they said it was okay ahead of time but especially only, if it's if it's my own meat that if, w- i grew yeah. in a lab only if they're famous i would try me <laughs> you only want to eat celebrity Can meat you imagine famous. <laughs> <laughs> come and try our new jennifer love hewitt burger <laughs> come eat a piece of jennifer love hewitt like ooh that might sell out that could be a way to uh, to reignite your career. That's right. That's right. Um, but if it's but if it's like a Ron Howard hot dog, that probably wouldn't sell. It. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a <laughs> horror movie called Antiviral that was made by Brandon Cronenberg, uh, David Cronenberg's son. That is um, about um, it's like a dystopian near future society where they would like you would literally harvest viruses from celebrities propagate them and then sell them to people who would then inject the virus into themselves because they wanted to feel closer to the celebrity. It was a, like this weird fandom thing. Um, 
and it's a horror movie, so it goes terribly, terribly wrong. Well, yeah. But that's, uh, yeah. It's a virus. What's that virus do? Who cares? It's Jennifer Love Hewitt's. But I've got Brad Pitt's chlamydia. I cold that David Duchovny had. (laughs) (laughs) Brad Pitt's chlamydia. When did you meet Brad Pitt? I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh. I got a Ziploc baggie in the mail. Okay, so keep keep the three. Would you like Brad Pitt's? <laughs> I have an extra dose. Okay, <laughs> Go I got side. I got some left over. Um, okay, so keep the three D three D printing of of the chicken nuggets. In... Why would you three D print it with you? Why can you just I don't throw know it in a it's, mold? It's just uh, like a ice cube tray mold and grow it. I I don't know why why the one over the other for for this in this particular application. Oh, they probably didn't. They should have called Because everybody loves 3D printing, man. That's probably what it is. It's, yeah. it's probably... Well, we put could... Blu- put Bluetooth in it. Everybody likes Bluetooth. <laughs> we could grow it in a mold, or we could 3D print it. Oh, even better. Chicken nuggets. It's also a Wi-Fi hotspot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I eat the chicken nugget, and for a day and a half, <laughs> I can iron myself out. There are... There are uh, sewer workers walking around going, God, I'm getting great reception down here. Are you getting Wi-Fi down here? I'm getting Wi-Fi down here. I've terrific. got like 7,000 networks to choose My from. My download speeds are ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so keep the 3D printed chicken nuggets in mind when we move, okay. move on to this, this next article. All right. Malcolm McDonald said he was completely gutted. This is from the UK, so... I'm completely gutted. When his penis fell off in 2014, after an infection in his perineum, otherwise known as the gooch or grundle, I'm reading this, turned into sepsis. Apparently, they don't they don't call it the taint over there. That's not the taint, huh? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, Mr. McDonald underwent a groundbreaking procedure to have a new penis grown on his arm before it could be grafted to his groin. However, medical delays have left the 45-year-old with the penis attached to his forearm for the last four years. Oh, thank God you said forearm and not forehead. <laughs> Jeez, my brain was moving a mile a minute on that one. I was like, Worst okay. unicorn ever. <laughs> until, until he's uh, aroused, then best unicorn ever. <laughs> Episode title. Mm. Yeah. Michael McDonald. Malcolm McDonald. Malcolm McDonald. Yeah. Uh, that's, not a, is that a, that's not a celebrity, is it? You're thinking Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, or Michael McDonald. Or Michael McDonald. Michael, yeah, okay. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you think his Tinder profile I was like, he's like 45. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, what's his Tinder profile say? <laughs> uh, swipe left. <laughs> right? I don't even know. I've never, I've never used those. Um, which arm is the penis on? That's the way you want to swipe, right? I don't know. <laughs> Correct. <Yeah>. Sure. <laughs> uh, quote, because I've been through the devastation of knowing I was going to lose it, I just picked it up and put it in the bin. In the bin. So apparently it fell, it actually fell off and then he, he had to throw it away. And why didn't it fell off? Because it he, got, it got, a, it, it, he got an infection, uh, that spread from his taint to his dick. It caused it to, to, to die and fall off. Th- things you never wanted to know could happen. 
Yeah, probably not the best so, place to inject a dirty needle. When yeah. when would be the worst time and place for it to fall off? <laughs> well, apparently it was it was near um a garbage receptacle. Sure. So that but was you know, garbage cans not, everywhere. Yeah. Well, um, I would assume I would assume while you're using it is probably not a good time for it to come yeah. off. Yeah. Like you're in the middle of peeing, you're like, oh, that's not gonna go well. Or like or, you're wa- you're walking and you just feel something rolling down your pant leg. You're, Did you're I just with poop? your fiance. I was oh, no, about to go to the pant oh, no, leg. Thing. You're, with your fian- you're with your fiance. You're meeting her parents for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to the dinner table and you shook their hands and then suddenly you start shaking one leg and it bloop, 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 just, uh, <laughs> rolls across the <laughs> floor at Chez Maison. <laughs> Oh it's boy, like Gecko's tail. Does, does that grow back, honey? We're gonna find out. <laughs> so his, do that? his doctor referred him to Professor David Ralph, a phallus construction expert at University College Hospital London. There's a business card. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you can have specially shaped business cards? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to fold this one in half to fit it in my wallet. Dr. Ralph. Is that a business card in your pocket? Or are you just happy? To, uh-huh. <laughs> who in 2018 created a bionic penis for a British nice! man who, who was born without one. We've covered this story, I, be- I believe, with you, Andy. Um, mm-hmm. Paul McDonald, he would be able to build him a penis out of skin from his left arm. Left arm. There you go. In a 50,000-pound NHS-funded procedure, thank you, taxpayers, doctors were able to roll the skin containing nerves and blood vessels into the shape of a penis before adding a urethra and two tubes that will allow McDonald to pump the appendage into an erection. The plan uh, was to attach the penis to Mr. McDonald's groin, you know, where it's supposed to be, in 2018, two years after it had been grafted to his arm. However, he had to miss the scheduled operation due to illness, and the surgery kept being pushed back for other reasons, including COVID. Oh, man finally going to get your arm grown penis and then the pandemic yeah. hits jeez you think you're having a bad 2020 <laughs> he says that uh he's unable to run because the penis quote waggles about and that he cannot go swimming or wear a, wear a short sleeved shirt gotta get a sports shirt something you with can't a little strap it down with like an ace bandage or something compression sleeve type I, thing <laughs> apparently they don't have those there however he did say when I saw it on my arm for the first time, I was so, so proud. I took to it so much, I nicknamed it Jimmy. That was what me and my mates called each other growing up, and this penis was definitely my new mate. You should stop doing that accent, but... Is it bad? <laughs> <laughs> Not having uh, a penis felt I... awful. It's most men's worst fear. For me, I was never worried about sex because I already had two children. Oh, there you go. So you're, that's it? That it was for the kids and not the pleasure? I, I guess uh, if this was going to happen to anybody, it happened to the right guy. It was always more about my self-confidence and simple things like using the loo. <laughs> yeah, now you got to sit down. Okay, well, so it's a life, you just got to change how you do some things in your life. That's not, not the end of the world. He'll just get, he'll get by. He's, he's, he's going fine. to the stall. Yeah. People say, why do you always go into the stall? I say, oh, I got Crohn's disease. I never know what might happen. I want to cover my bases. <laughs> Why do you go into the stall? You got a penis on your arm? What? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a neat trick if you could pee from your arm, though. 
like if they tubed it up <laughs> before they you know attached it down below just had a catheter down there and ran up your torso no you're stand you're standing you, you and your your buddy go into the go into the restroom together and you're standing next to each other at the urinals and and you sure. go and you just start rolling up your sleeve as he's you know unzipping his pants it's like what are you doing i'm like get the f- out <laughs> get one of those squirting flowers Where's the little bulb? No, that's that's the the except when he squeezes the bulb, he gets a boner. Right, it'd be it'd be inflatable. Oh, all right. So, okay. Well, why why not go the full nine Story. yards with this? Why not go the full nine yards with this and put like uh, animatronic controls in there too, so you can have like it can it can move around like a snake, like it's got like the like the, the wacky little... inflatable tube man at the. Well, it's just got to have the, the it's got to car dealerships. The... <laughs> <going>. <laughs> it's just got it. No, it's got to have the two the two little <laughs> operators, the two little actuators, the one that bends like north south and one that bends east west, and then you've got two little handles control, and you can make the thing move around. Hook, a plumber snake. Yeah. Hook the hook the the erection like they, tubes like up, to, send, up to an like air compressor. Just talk to the lap talk to the laparoscopic surgeons and say, hey, can you take one of those things and put a camera on the end of it too? And there's so much you could do with this. I was thinking about the camera. Yeah. <laughs> snake that in there, look around. Uh, <laughs> all right. So now now we know anyway, that all of your female anyway. listeners have turned the episode off. Yeah, no kidding. Now we can really talk about the gross stuff. Um Okay. I'm done with news. Do we have a question? <laughs> we, we do have, have a question, question or are we wrapping up? I have a question. <laughs> Number 156 question. Why do we seem to get two movies of a similar theme at the same time? Armageddon and Deep Impact, A Bug's Life and Ants, The Prestige and The Illusionist, Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down, Dante's Peak and Volcano, Shark Tale and Finding Nemo, Iron Eagle and Top Gun, Rambo First Blood 2 and Commando, Rookie of the Year and Little Big League. The worst two have to be Robin Hood and Robin Hood colon Prince of Thieves, both from 1991, and War of the Worlds and H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds, both from 2005. Are all of these coincidences or one studio stealing from another? I get stuff like United 93 and Flight 93 from 2006. Both studios were dealing with a real-life event, but the others had to be executives who read a script, liked it, didn't want to pay for it, made a copy, and stole the idea, right? Thanks, Kevin. I think what it is is that they had, they had, you have to make this movie. It takes 100 people to do it, but you got 200 people. <laughs> so a lot like what you guys were talking about of having two separate Nerdburger shows, with two different guests, one with each of you, and you have the same list of topics to talk about and see how they each go separately. So it's two movies the same premise and baseline and then two different sets of people and say, go do it and see which one comes out better. That's what sure. I say. Okay. I know what the answer is. Oh, okay. Kevin's right. Was I close? <laughs> it's, mostly, it's, it's mostly what Kevin said. Um, movies very rarely get written and boom, now we're filming and boom, now the movie's out. Movies sit, scripts sit in what is referred to as, in movies in general, sit in what is referred to as development hell which is a script gets written, it gets chopped around to do a bunch of places. It might get picked up by a studio that says, okay, we're going to 
we're going to pay a, a lock on this. Basically, we're going to tell the, the screenwriter, you can't shop this around anywhere else. We're going to look at it for six months, a year, who knows how long that is. We're going to try to get a director, a big star attached, blah, 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 get the funding, make it happen. Um, so these things, they, they, they bounce around and like everybody hears about them. Everybody knows about them. So like movie A gets locked into a studio for a year and never goes anywhere and everybody knows it's there. So some other screenwriter says, well, I'm going to make a movie that's about that subject. And now that one's suddenly floating around too. And now once both of them are floating around, then it's a race to get them finished. And that's why you end that's up with- That's why they come out at the same time. Tend to come out relatively to close be together because they're both trying to get them done. Um, yeah. Yeah, like a, a movie, the filmmaking process is a very long, arduous process in a lot of cases. There are very few movies that just like boom, 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 and they're done. Scripts sit in Hollywood for decades. You know, there'll be a, yeah. a script that sits in Hollywood, literally bounced around from place to place for a decade before it gets made. This and is, that writer will get paid like these fees at different points to, to stop shopping it or to let it sit with a studio for a while with a production company to try to get it to happen. I think it'd be more interesting if there was or a, a pair of movies out. like that, <laughs> but they both hired the same actor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've got two volcano movies and Brad Pitt's attached to both. How do we do That's that? Right. Um, that, yeah, I don't know that that happens, but <laughs> yeah, there's well, there's, no one there's one stars of, Brad. Everybody, Brad Pitt everybody knows everybody else. The other everybody one knows what's what's out there. The other one stars Brad Pitt's chlamydia. Yeah, exactly. Or like the bargain version. So the actors <laughs> who are like the bargain version Brad, of the other Brad, actor. Brad right? Pitt's non-union Mexican equivalent. <laughs> Well, you know how they say things like, well, we wrote this role specifically for, Yeah, I wrote this role. I'm, I knew in my head, I wanted Brad Pitt to be this character. And so then it goes in now. It's like, well, now we have this role. Brad Pitt's already, so we need to have as close as possible to Brad Pitt as we can get <laughs> for the same role in this movie. So you get the two that come out and it's like Brad Pitt and bargain Brad Pitt. <laughs> who, is, <laughs> who is bargain Brad Pitt? Oh boy! You get, those, you get those. You get you get actors yeah. who are like who are like bargain versions. If you can't, of, if you can't get the A list star, here's the B list. Yeah, version. you've seen. You, sometimes you see TV shows. Who's a big enough like, name? Who's Warrior, a big enough Warrior name Nun. unto themselves? They're just not. Warrior Nun. You look at Warrior Nun and you look at the previews and you're like, the the lead character is Bargain Ellen Page. <laughs> Seriously, watch it. It is Bargain Ellen Page is the lead character. Uh, now are sure. we are we supposed to uh, binge Warrior Nun before your your next uh, appearance it's a, on the it's show? A, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a pretty good show. It's worth it's worth a watch. But Andy you know, Andy sent us a, sent too, us so. an email Thursday night saying binge all ten episodes <laughs> right. of Warrior Nun before Saturday. Craig always asks me like, "What do you want to talk about?" I was like, "Well, what am I currently doing? Yeah. Well, this is what I'm currently doing. Or they just finished Warrior Nun." So, and then I watched Cursed, and then I wanted to ask Craig if he if he knew what I was talking about and. He didn't so not specifically anyway yeah i'm gonna have to go look at the yeah. first episode of that figure out what that is yeah exactly if you see it you'll know immediately what oh, i'm yeah. talking about I, when it's i can kind of so. picture it but i just you know i don't think i've seen it exactly what you're talking about I've seen it before mm. so. I don't know, maybe i'm not describing it properly but yeah. i don't think there's a way to describe it that's okay we'll we'll all survive so. Nobody's, nobody's going to have a bad day because and I, and I will tell you on my how about on my on our next episode I will tell you uh, Andy's changed life with cutting the cord there you go <laughs> you and I can high five no more yes. direct TV we can we can talk about how Philo or whatever is working out 
Yeah, I mean, Disney Plus is all original content. I don't think it's any produced. I mean, it's it's all original to Disney Plus, isn't it? To Disney, right? Okay. But like Hulu, which to is Disney, yes, it's it's all things right. Disney. But like Hulu is other is a whole bunch of different channels, TV shows, along with some original content. Yeah. Um, and Netflix has some of that too, but and I think Philo is nothing but TV channels content. Yeah. Sure. Like Sling, Sling is similar. Sling is just a another way to get X number of stations together. They have a few different packages, a few different packages. Yeah, maybe I should look at Sling as a comparison and sort of see which one covers the bases. There's like there's like three different versions of Sling. There's like this package, this package, and then all of them. Okay. Do you well, still all have I knew was that I did a search for Science Channel streaming so, because that was the one that I probably watched the most, and the first thing it came up was Philo. Craig, you still have Sling? No, I got it turned off because there's nothing on it I'm watching. Ah. Bring it, I'll bring it back when it's time for The Walking Dead. Are people still watching that? Yeah. Okay. I've, I've, I have succumbed to the, the, what's it called? The fallacy of um, in something investment or invested something or like the, the thing that I've like, well, I've watched the whole thing, so I might as well watch the rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I enjoy it okay. I mean, it's, it's not what it once was. I'm not, I'm not glued to it like I used to be, but. Mm. you know i'm a sucker for horror that's the problem yeah. zombies you know so thank you for joining us andy yes thank My you pleasure thank and, you and thank you kevin for a very good question with a very comprehensive list <laughs> was of, a pretty comprehensive list. identical movies that came out at the same time. i would have only been able to come up with about a third of those on my own yeah i hadn't I've, i haven't seen most of them so <laughs> All right, Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And you can go to nerdburgergames.com to learn about the game stuff I'm doing. Also, that's where you can find out about the little convention that I'm doing in a couple of weeks. Um, and you can go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy game stuffs. <laughs> On the next episode of Nerd Nerdburger, Mike reveals the cyborg penis he's been secretly building on his left arm for the past seven years. All the money that you've sent us via the donate button has gone into Mike's cyborg penis. It's not just a fake penis, it's a cyborg. It's it's better, stronger, faster. All it is is an old hot dog with <laughs> some wires in it. I, if I was only allowed and to use the money. And stainless steel plating. The money that they sent us. Got like one LED light? <laughs> yep. We could have afford, we can afford that with a, with a nine volt battery. <laughs> <laughs> and a little switch so you can, you can turn it off. Turns red or green depending on whether or there not it's go. ready. Mike bought that stuff at Radio Shack before Radio Shack went belly up. Yeah, I got it all on clearance. That's why I was able to get so much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All All right, right. gentlemen. Thank you. Good luck with your cord cutting. Yes. Now I have the the long procedure of replacing my uh, furnace filter. Oh, my God. Yeah, five minutes. Make sure you uh, stretch first and uh, drink plenty of fluids afterward. That's right.
Scratch and get all my safety gear on. That's right. <laughs> your your goggles, your hard hat, your work gloves, your steel toe boots, right. your harness, face mask. Don't forget to Respirator. tie off, tie yourself off to at least yeah. a lockout, tag out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure you tie yourself off to an OSHA approved uh, right you know, railing. And a spotter something. because you never do anything alone. That's right. Should something happen to you. <laughs> Make sure to turn turn off the power and the water. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Just All right, case. I'm gonna click leave. Okay. I'll see you guys later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.